Ladies and gentlemen, to those among you who are easily frightened, we suggest you turn away now. To those of you who think they can take it, we say, welcome to the madhouse. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of The Madhouse, a podcast hosted by me, Jerry Gallagher, and my man, Jimmy Faulkner. We are discussing a different horror film every episode, taking it in turns between us to choose the next film to be dissected, rated, and discussed by us two horror enthusiasts. So, welcome to our madhouse and the extensive library of film it contains. Today's pick was Jimmy's, and we'll get to that in a moment. But first, how you doing, Jimmy? Yeah, not bad. We're, uh, I'm enjoying a cold cider. So am I. In in the Headstone Horrors HQ, getting ready to talk about this film. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm alright, thank you. I am excited, nervous, and also unsure of what the hell I'm going to do, but we'll we'll be fine. We'll see how it goes, we'll see how it goes. So, today's pick was your pick. Yeah. You want to tell me what it was? Well, I know what it was, you want to tell everyone else what it was? (laughs) I'll tell everyone else what it was, yeah. So, we watched Apostle. It's a British folk horror, and it's on Netflix. It was uh, directed by Gareth Evans. Uh, it's pretty oh, new, this film. Very new, 2018, I think it was. It was, about uh, Halloween last year. Yeah. And uh, uh, what did you think? Uh, well, yeah, I thought it was a good film. It was all right. I know In- we're not going to go too much detail of whether it was good or bad right now, but my general feeling, I thought it was quite good. Yes, it was all right. It was a bit long, but... It's two I, hours coming in at two hours ten minutes. Yeah. I think that's probably a bit long. You just want to stick at the hour and a half. I yeah, think. I kind of uh, well, you chose it. You messaged me. We flipped a coin. So yeah, you got to choose the first one. Yeah, and then I watched it, and then I spent about an hour rocking back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> How do we do a podcast? It's two hours ten minutes, and this thing is like knee deep in foreshadowing we have not picked the easiest film to talk about for the very first episode so that's on me okay but you didn't know you you picked this on yeah. a recommendation yeah so and neither neither of us had seen it but yeah. let's take a second and actually explain uh what we're gonna do here with choices because you chose this first episode on a flip of a coin but i automatically get to choose the next episode and then you choose the one after that. Take it in turns. I think that's fair. Yep. Uh, yep, that sounds good. Uh, maybe not tell each other until we're recording an episode. Yes, that's a good idea. The episodes aren't going to be linked. So you can pick out an episode that you want to listen to, your favourite film, and hear us talking about it. Yeah, you don't have to listen in order. You can see a, a film you like, listen to that, and come back later. Also, we're going to be telling you at the end of episode what film is going to be in the next episode anyway. So you've got time to go and watch stuff in between. It's yeah, like a movie yeah. club. Yeah. Yeah, so you can watch it and then you can let us know what you think about that film as well. Yeah, and there'll be an email address at the end for you to send your views to if you want to. Right, should we get down to it then? Yeah, I don't think there's anything else we need to say about the show apart no. from it's about horror movies. And I think that's been made obvious. <laughs> <laughs> right, so the film. Yes, We're going to be rating it at the end. Yeah. A five-star system kind of. 
to uh, figure out how good a film is. Yeah. To our to what we think a horror film should have, but we'll we'll do that later. And now. So I'm going to give you the overview of it. I think just let's give you a quick rundown of what happened in Apostle. It's 1905. It's Welsh, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's about a cult on an island, isn't it? It is basically. Uh, yeah, that was this episode of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Man called Thomas comes home. He's obviously got some issues, which we will discover later on in the film. Yes, comes from him going off to Peking. Peking uh, during the Boxer Re- Rebellion, I believe it was. Yep. Yeah, and uh, some not nice stuff happens to him there. So he's a bit messed up. He comes home, and uh, there is a letter for his dad, but his dad is senile and oh. can't really help. Yes. So he has to basically go and save his sister, who has been kidnapped and taken to an island uh, for ransom. Ransom by, yes, by a mysterious cult. Yes, and the story follows him. Yep. Headed, Uh, this mysterious cult headed, I'd like to add, by Michael Sheen. uh, Yeah, and I'm going to say Martin Sheen too many times in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And you're going to have to slap me around the face. I thought actors weren't allowed to have the same names. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's probably something Charlie Sheen came up with because of Michael and Martin. <laughs> Is that not a thing, though? I don't know. Can I you trademark a name? I don't know, I thought, because oh, I, I just thought that you couldn't have the same name as famous people. Oh, oh I'm going to trademark Joe Gallagher now because we're on the air. Let's do it. So they get to... <laughs> he, he he goes to this island, the quick overview, I guess. Goes to this island. He's not entirely sure what's going on. And I like... There's a bit on the way to the island... Yes. Which, uh, I mean, I watched this film twice, so it's something I noticed the second time around, because there's, there's a lot of things in this film. You can watch this film a few times and yes, notice different nice. things a lot. His ticket is marked with a red mark when he gets on the boat. Yes. And it's obviously been marked by the people from the cult that have taken his sister to identify him when he gets on the ship, and he notices just before he gets on the ship. Which was lucky. Yep. And he switches it with a... a, a Poor, quite unlucky man. <laughs> very unlucky, very unlucky man. Uh, but yeah, he he notices that he gets on the ship and gets off going to the island. Yeah, so it's quite good when they when they get off the boat and they start walking up the hill. Uh, did you notice that they had the crucifixes at the top? Yes. But then when he gets over the lump of the hill, yeah. turns out that they're just boats. Yeah, I mean he looks quite a nice little uh, effect. Yes, yeah, I think, I think it was uh, showing he he kind of looked like Jesus. Yes. And in the end, obviously, there is a... I mean, we're doing these shows, by the way, on the assumption that you have seen the films. Absolutely, because there, there are will spoilers be spoilers all over the place. They are going to be. And uh, we don't want to go through every plot point all the way, because it'll take forever. No. It would be like a four-hour podcast. So, uh, it's it, at the end, he's kind of sacrificing himself and becomes part of the island. And I think that is Christ, foreshadowing. Jumped, you've jumped right to the end there. Oh, that's foreshadowing there. Right, okay. There's, there's a lot to cover in the middle. but They've already seen it, Jimmy. The assumptions <laughs> is they've already seen it. True. I'm not, I, there's spoilers all over the place. If you've come here to, to listen to a podcast about a film, yes, I think you're ready for spoilers. Yes, that's true. Or you don't care. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there is foreshadowing throughout this film. I like and, your uh, use of the word foreshadowing. You've what? I like your use of the word Oh, you like my use of the yeah, word foreshadowing. foreshadowing. Yes. Uh, well, I googled it. I've got to use it now. <laughs> yeah, might as well. So, I was uh, intrigued 
when yes. they're lining up to become part of this community on an island headed by Malcolm, who calls himself the Prophet. Prophet Malcolm, yes, Prophet Malcolm. Um, and they're given a oh, jar she. and a sponge. Yeah. That's uh, what you want. Which is uh, strange. The sponge is not that strange, but the jar is. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't around 1905. Was a sponge something you usually got given when you moved the house? Um, well, you're going to have to have a wash, aren't you? But I don't know what the jar's for. I mean, I've got a lot of mason jars. They're probably not keeping their couscous Are they full of it. blood? No, they're not. They're full of lentils and couscous. Wow. <laughs> That's how I roll. Uh, nice. Well, <laughs> we later find out in the film that the jar is not for lentils. No. Or couscous. <laughs> As as helpful as that would have been, <laughs> he obviously the main man Thomas sneaks out to basically do a bit of a recce. See what's recce, See what's going on here. And uh, that is pretty tense. I'm uh, on an island. I'm stuck here. I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to find my sister. She's been kidnapped. Just have a walk around the village. Just gonna have a walk around the village a bit. But should we get to why they they've uh, they give them jars? Yes, we should. I also need to mention Fion and Jeremy in a minute because he bumps into them when he's out. In fact, Go I think on. he bumps yeah. into them before he sees the jars. Uh, uh, yes. So Fion and Jeremy are lovers and they're basically doing it on a boat. Oh, actually, yes, they are doing it on a boat. Yeah, and uh, not a boat that's out at sea, about a boat that's on the shore. That's not relevant to the story. I, just, I didn't want you to get the wrong idea. But anyway, uh, the, the point I'm trying to make is that uh, Jeremy and Fiona are trying to sneak back into the village and bump into Thomas while he's doing a recce. Yeah, he's having a look about. He's so having a look about. He knows what's going on with those two as well. It's a secret, and yeah. Did you recognise the guy who played Jeremy? No, I didn't. No, Bill Bill Mil- Bill Milner, his name is. And I've seen him in... Uh, X-Men First Class. He was the young Magneto. I have not seen yeah. X-Men First Class. What are you doing with your life? I've seen the first four, I think, of X-Men, the trilogy. Wow. X-Men. And then whatever happened after... Oh, a Wolverine film that was really good. And uh, I, I've i not avoided them. No? No, just not happened for me. Okay, fair enough. Did you recognise Thomas? Thomas? Uh, only because I googled it. I spent the whole film going, who the f*** is that man? And did your wife? Did does your wife make you watch this particular program? <laughs> My that wife he's in? knew who he was. He's from Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey, yeah. And I saw a bit of Downton Abbey, and I saw a bit of him, and I remembered. Yes, the reason I don't remember him is because he's not a poncy twat. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> enough. He's also in a Frankenstein miniseries. Is and he the Dracula 2006 film? Wow. Yep, you wouldn't know, would you? Well, I mean, yeah. no, because no one's told me. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we, we digressed a little bit there. A little bit. He, uh, although it's good information, it's all good information. He yeah. uh, basically he looks through a window of someone's house, as you do when you're doing a recce of an island. You've come to see from about, an occult. Yeah, you have a little look through a window, see yeah. what's going on. You want to say what he sees? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> oh, but, oh, oh! You asked me a question. I did. So Sorry, you I was so miles away. You are, what? What does he see? Oh, okay. Yes. So is this when he looks through the window and he sees it's bloodletting, isn't it? That's happening. Yeah, it's happening. So draining blood. Draining blood into, into the, the jar. jar. But we don't see the sponge. 
<laughs> I don't know what they're doing with the sponge. They probably use it for the dishes, and then like, oh, we were meant to use that for something else. Yeah. So that was a big thing, bloodletting. Barbers used to do it. They were called barber surgeons in the 19th century. That was medical. Yeah, it was medical. They yeah. weren't doing it to sacrifice it. No, no. But you could uh, you could go and get your short back and sides and uh, bit of a bloodlet. Bit of a bloodlet. That's where the um, ten minutes spare. It's just I could squeeze a pint out. Yeah, do it. Yeah, and that's where the um, you know them red and white striped poles. Oh yeah, they have outside the barber shop. Yeah, that's where it comes from. Really, it's the red is the blood, the white's the bandage. Where's a sponge? Still don't know about no, this no sponge. No sponge on those barbershop things. Still don't know about this sponge. That's <sighs> Also, that is why they call surgeons Mr. instead of doctor, because they were barber surgeons before. Oh, okay. So a doctor is a doctor. That's yeah. why they don't call surgeons doctors, basically, because they were barber surgeons before. <laughs> so they were misters, and that's still why they're called Mr. Why well, full of information. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I'm trying to reel it off, but, you know, after a couple of ciders... It gets a bit lost. That's all right. <laughs> We're all going to be lost by the end of this two and a half hour. <laughs> it's, uh, so yeah, there's bloodletting going on, done by unqualified barbers in this village. Yes. And uh, obviously Thomas is a bit freaked out. Freaked out, yes, of course he is, yeah. I would be. Well, yeah. So after his recce, he, he sees his bloodletting, goes home. Uh, does Is that when he notices that other people have jars of blood outside their yeah, door. They've, yeah, they've all got the jars outside their door, innit? And he's like, oh, I don't want to do that. So what he does is he nicks a bit of blood from someone else's jar. Classic move. Yeah, that's what I'd be doing. That's what I'd do. Uh, and then uses his key to get in, cuts himself, blood falls on the floor, he goes into his room, and then this freaky face appears from under the floorboards and the blood goes down to her. Is that the, is that, that's the first time we see her, isn't it? Uh, no, actually, I think... He sees her when he's in church earlier on. Oh, yes. He sees a silhouette of the lady walking out. Malcolm gives a knowing look as well. He's like, I don't, I yes. no one else saw that. Uh, but that's that's it. Yes, yeah, so that's the first time we see her face. Um, and as he uh, wakes up in the morning, there's a knock on his door. Got to go to work. I think he thought he was getting a free ride. But like, no, Jeremy turns up and is like, oi, get yourself out here. Come on, boy, there's a lot of wood to chop and yeah, whatever. House building and general stuff. But uh, you notice as he gets up to get dressed, he's got that big crucifix on his back. Uh, burnt, not just a crucifix on his back, a scar, scar. of a crucifix on yeah. his back. But then uh, he goes out with Thomas. Uh, and No, he goes out with Jeremy. Thomas goes out with Jeremy. And Jeremy is worried because he's been seen with Fionn the night before by Thomas and approaches him. Thomas basically accuses him of not having any trust. And then Jeremy asks him for help to go and get some wood from a boat, um, which they go and get. And on the way back, Thomas shows him a picture of his sister that has been kidnapped. Yes. And he's like, that's the woman who's chained up, isn't it? Yeah. He was <laughs> like, uh, I knew it. I saw her when she came to the island. That's it. I she was in her. a box. Yeah. Yes, she was in a box. Yes. And then there's that flashback of him and his dad opening the box. She's in the box. Yeah, and uh, obviously Thomas uses this to his advantage to blackmail Jeremy into helping him. Yeah. Because he will... Uh... Sorry, he doesn't use that at all. He uses the fact that Jeremy was with Fionn the night before. He basically says, if you don't help me, I'll let everyone know about you and that girl that you came out the woods with suspiciously the night before. Yeah. 
Right, you were either smoking pot or you were doing something else, you know what I mean, if you are in the woods at that time of night. Yeah, I don't even know if they could get pot on an island in Wales. Well, probably not, because yeah, their crops are growing, are they, because of... Yeah. Which is what we'll get to. A couple of quick points, though, before we move on to something I know you want to talk about. Yeah. Because uh, it's, a, it's a good bit. But there's uh, Quinn, who is a bit of a nasty bastard, we'll find out later. Bit of a nasty... I just, on a, just a little side point, Quinn played by Mark Lewis Johnson. Yes. Uh, he did voices in Dragon Age 2, one of the greatest games ever made, and also The Witcher 2 and 3, and he's in The Last Jedi. All games I've not played, but one film I have seen. The Last Jedi? Yeah. Uh, why have you not played The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt? Because that is... Uh, I, I don't have an excuse. I'm going to go with one, though. Time. <laughs> yeah. I don't have time. Yep, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, but my uh, the quick notes I wanted to say were that uh, Quinn and Malcolm are helping a, a sheep give birth to a deformed, horrible, dying lamb, and they dump it in a bucket, uh, showing to us that uh, nothing is being uh, fertile on this island, not the crops and not the nothing. animals. Uh, yeah. And then a quick thing happens with Fionn and Andrea, where Fionn asks Andrea how to tell if you're pregnant. Are we getting into that? Because the... that's a very weird bit, isn't it? Which bit? The, the where bit... she's asking? Uh, not where she's asking, but the other bit. Yeah, I think we should get into it after you've talked. I know you want to talk about the church meeting. Yeah, because Malcolm suspects... Uh... Oh, no, you're... Yeah, Quinn suspects that she's pregnant. Yes. 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 Yeah, that is a weird bit. Yeah, you say... Yeah, you talk about that. <laughs> so Malcolm gets all the new visitors to the church... I, I want to say I hope he suspects that she's pregnant because I if, so, if not, should we just talk what about he's about that to do then? is weird anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's weird anyway. But if you don't think she's pregnant, then is he doing that all the time? And he's <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yes. talk. You tell everyone. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. So we'll, we'll talk. So Quinn is staring through what would you call it a peephole in the toilet? There's a, a hole in the, one of the bits of wood on the door where a knot would have been, but knots pop out over time. So he's having a look. His daughter's in there. Very weird. Yeah. She's trying to check if she's pregnant. She's got a mirror. She's got a mirror. I'm going to be honest. I don't know the internet. So what she's look- I mean, I know what she's looking at. I don't know what, she's, what she's looking, looking at. for I don't know what specifically. She's, for. So she's pregnant and I am okay with that. <laughs> and Quinn is having a good old look. Let's just say that. Yeah. Very weird. And then he stands on a creaky board. So she knows someone's there and he whacks his hand over the hole. So she doesn't see it's him. And then he walks away. Quickly yeah. And, Proper yeah, I definitely game. hope he he thought she was pregnant. I mean, still, it's weird and wrong checking like that anyway. But if not, that probably means he's checking all the time. For some reason, I don't want to know about. Well, no, Christ. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, you wanted to talk about church meeting. The first yeah, bit church. of gore, really. Yes, it is, sort of, yes. So, Malcolm, Prophet Malcolm, has got all the newcomers lined up. In the church, trying to trying to find out who this, uh, what are they doing? They're like holding him to ransom, aren't they? Yeah, they know. Holding Earlier on, ransom. we skipped a bit where they killed a guy who yes, they so had been uh, interrogating to find out where the money was. This is the guy that Thomas switched tickets with earlier on, so they assume he had the ransom money. Obviously, he didn't know what they were talking about, so he got beat up a lot. And then they killed him, but they realised they had the wrong person. And they realised someone went out on a recce the night before. 
So they're lining up all the new people. Malcolm's making him, making them all say there is weird. Uh, I don't know. Is it a prayer? Is it a chant? That he's making. It's a passage from his holy book. Passage from the book of Malcolm. Everyone has a book about the goddess of the island. Yes. Who they all worship, and they all uh, pray to to get good crops. And he wrote a book about it, which is uh, basically their Bible. Yeah, so there's an assassin in the ranks who shouts for king and country, I think. He goes at Malcolm with a knife, but guards too quick, impales him on like five spears straight for him. Great, looked good, dead. But he, well, no, he did keep going, didn't he, for a little bit. He got Thomas. Yes, he got Thomas. He did. He as well, slashed did. Thomas. Yes, and, uh, and 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 that was tense. The 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 reciting the lines, going down the line, getting towards Thomas. Thomas is filling his pants and thinking, "I <laughs> do not know what to say." Obviously, he doesn't because he's not part of the church or the cult. Yeah, he's got away with it, really, hasn't he? Yeah, because lucky he's for right. him, the guy just before him was an assassin. Yeah, so that was lucky. Well and uh, yeah, he does get a bit of a. Uh, a bit of a jabbing. <laughs> <laughs> but now he's now Malcolm's taking him in. So now he's he's part of it now. Yeah, he's and he's like and you tried to you tried to save me, you tried to help me, right, we're gonna do everything we can to help you out. And he does a bit of a blood brother move, doesn't he? Cuts himself yes, says, he does. If you spilt an ounce of your blood, then we do a weird thing that doesn't help anyone but it hurts my hand. Yeah. Seems to Why like do cutting they, always, his... they always cut that hand uh, bit as well, which it, is weird. He seems to love cutting his hand. Michael Sheen, or the character? Uh, no, the character. The character played by Martin Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he uh, he cuts his hand a lot. He cuts his hand to feed the goddess later on. Who, by the way, drinks blood. That's why, obviously. Yeah. But um, why would you cut your palm? Yeah, I know. You can't do like... anything with your life when you cut your palm. No, it's not going to heal either very well. So uh, anyway, yeah, that happens. But now Michael trusts him. Right. So next bit. There's a party going on, but it's a ruse for Prophet Malcolm to search rooms to try and find this guy, who is Thomas. Uh, they bring his sister out, don't they? Drag her out, cut her yes. hair off. They obviously don't know his, his sister, and uh, Malcolm didn't want to search his room originally either. It was Quinn that made him do it, and then it was Malcolm that found a map that Thomas had made of the village with Malcolm's... Uh, house marked on it because he's seen that Malcolm has a trap door down somewhere but yeah the the party is going on and they drag their prisoner out who is it's Jennifer isn't it is his sister called Jennifer yeah I think so yeah I found it hard to find I think it was mentioned really early on and I didn't remember but yeah so he's a, a little bit annoyed and upset a little bit. even throws his droplets of heroin I don't know what it is He's definitely addicted to some opiate. That thing in the the green liquid. I yeah, don't know what it is. Could there's be a few times. Don't know. There are a few times he drops uh, opiate. I'm assuming it's opiates into Might his Might mouth. Rescue remedy. So know. he's an addict. Well, yeah, maybe. We don't know what it is. Could be uh, an appetizer. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you gotta love the appetizer, but you only in drops. Yeah. Well, it's fizzy, isn't it? They don't know what hit them. 1905. <laughs> yeah, well, and this fizzy stuff must be magic. <laughs> Take little bits. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so Malcolm, yeah, he sees his house is marked. 
while Thomas is currently breaking in with the help of Jeremy through a brick wall. That's... Where are we? We are at a bit where Frank, Jeremy's dad, finds him helping Thomas when Thomas is already in the house. And he sends Jeremy away quickly so he doesn't get caught and, uh, well, bollocked by everyone else, really. Well, yeah, so is that where Jeremy then... No, not Jeremy. Thomas. Is he down Is he down under the, the barn? Yeah. Yeah, in that horrible bit yeah. of blood. He's, yeah, he's going through... No, he goes through, doesn't he, the tunnel. Yes. And then Malcolm's waiting at the end. Yes. He's ridden off in his horse to beat him there, knowing there's a hatch that comes out near a barn where they keep this goddess... Yes. ...of the island. Yeah. And uh, Thomas realises just in time that there's someone waiting there because the horse makes a noise. Okay. Yeah. So he drops down into what I'm, I think he thinks is some sort of underwater river. <laughs> I don't yes. know what he thinks, he thinks it is. It's not what he thinks it is, because no one would think that it was this. No. It looked to me like blood. And yeah, it was blood and guts, guts, wasn't it? It was and... blood and guts, wasn't it? Yeah. And then the the old woman pops up, who is the... She is the goddess of the islands, isn't she? Yeah. She pops up, a bit creepy. Chases him. Yeah. Through what is, I presume, is like the the cardiovascular system of the island full of blood under there. Yes, quite a good way to look at it, yeah. Uh, and uh, and then he escapes at the end into a little cave, and she's gone. Yes, he sees the cave paintings on the walls. That's one of the scary moments, though, the uh, the chase through the the blood river. Yeah, when she pops up, that's quite... Yeah, there's not much room nice for manoeuvre. jump there, isn't it? Yeah, so he's in the cave, he sees the cave paintings. People have been on this island before, I think. That's my take from it. Yeah, there's a lot of imagery in this film of circles and loops. And I think it's, well, it's my opinion that maybe it's an ongoing cycle. Oh, yeah. People okay. come in and sacrificing things for her, this goddess of the island, and then moving on or dying or leaving and someone else is, is, is brought there. And he is the uh, the prophet at the time, Malcolm. Yes. So I don't think he's gonna be that. I don't think he's that important, really, in the in the grand scheme of the circle. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Malcolm does approach the goddess, annoyed that she has. And this is the first time we see her properly, because I think she's she's always kept captive. She, she's a prisoner. Yes. Uh, and she's shown herself to Thomas through visions, somehow. Yeah, there's two parts to her, isn't there? There's the one that's walking around that he sees. And then there's the one that's trapped in the barn, covered yeah. in twigs. Yeah, twigs and there's the one that doesn't want to drink blood and pulls away. Yeah. But then when it's actually in her mouth, she loves that stuff. She loves it. She's going for Absolutely it. Absolutely loves it. Uh, but And that's when Michael cuts his hand again. It's like, why you you cut it like yesterday? You don't need to cut it again. <laughs> just, just take the plaster off. Yeah, he just loves cutting his hand, uh, and he's he's not too happy. That's the first time we see the. Uh, do you know who we're going to talk about? The crazy man, the grinder. The, it's called the grinder. Is he called the grinder? Yeah, he's called the grinder. Where did you get that from? Uh, the internet. Okay, <laughs> I did not know, and I was like, I just he's because he's got a grinder helper he? in mind. I just yeah. did air quotes. He's got a wicker mask on. Yep. Weird. We don't know who he is. We don't find out who he is either, do we? No, he's just 
he likes the goddess. But he has a grinder, but and he is called the grinder. Yeah, that grinder's probably one of my nightmares for the rest of my life now. Well, yeah. It's not a good way to go, and we'll get to it in a bit. So, while Thomas is in this cave, Andrea walks in. Somehow knows he's there. I don't I don't know. It's one of those plot things I'm just gonna have to go with. Yeah. yeah. She walks into the cave and they talk about religion. And this is where he does his flashback. Which is not a flashback in the film, obviously it's a flashback for us. He just describes it to her, I'm guessing. But we get it in the form of a flashback. This is the flashback to the Boxer Re- Rebellion, isn't it? Yes. So he's a Christian missionary being persecuted by the locals, isn't it? Yeah. Don't want you here, mate. On Get our out. patch. Yeah. You're doing who's this god you're talking about? Yeah, not bothered, mate. Uh but this is another it's a really good scene, some really good uh imagery going on again. Because he is uh trying desperately to pray, but they keep pulling his arms apart, the shape of Jesus being crucified. And there's a cross burning in front of him and he's begging God for divine intervention to help him out. Do us a favour, mate. I've worshipped you for quite a while now. I think it's about a bit of a, you know. Yeah, I'm your man on the ground. Yeah. Come on, I'm doing all the legwork here. What are you doing? Need a bit of support. Yeah, help me out a bit. And then they come at him. They come at him. They come at him with a burning. <laughs> they come at him with a burning cross, right on the back as well. Yeah, shirt up. No time wasted. No. Bit of a scream. Bosh. And a nice little touch from director. Gareth Evans didn't just check my notes for that at all. <laughs> <laughs> the crucifix that is burning in front of him falls at the same time he loses his faith in Jesus. Very good. I did not notice that. He gets burnt on the back and he's like, well, f*** you then. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Thanks yeah. for that. That's uh, Yeah. Not okay. spreading your word anymore. Uh, right. How do you pronounce her name then? Fion. Fion. Uh, Fion. Fion. I think. Why is it spelled with two Fs? Because she gets fucked twice in this film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know why it's spelled with two Fs. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it is spelled with two Fs. Right. So this bit, she's uh, she's in the house with Jeremy. She's pregnant now, isn't she? Yeah. So. The dad's not... Quinn ain't happy about that. No, I mean, Fionn tells Jeremy, he goes off to go, oh, I'm going to go a present for you, and goes. Quinn comes in, Oi, are you pregnant? You can't be pregnant. But I, I didn't realise, I thought he was just annoyed that Jeremy got her pregnant, but it's basically because nothing grows on the island, doesn't it? Yeah, it's. I think he's... Uh, I mean, it's 1905, and people weren't quite as uh, progressive as we are, so I think he was annoyed... Uh, yeah. About the premarital sex. But more annoyed that he knows nothing ever gestates properly on this island. And, as he put it, mongoloid. So he kills her and then blames it on Jeremy. Yes. Shit day for him, isn't it? Yeah, because he, he knows that the, uh, the, the, the mothers die as well. And oh, do they? Okay, yeah. Yeah, but I don't... Right. I, I still... Get her off the island, see if she's all right up there, give her a chance. But no, he's a bit of a hot-headed... Uh... I think it's just his excuse. He wants to take over, doesn't he? He wants to run the town. Yes, he does, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jeremy walks in. Oi. Yeah, and they have a bit of a fight. They have a bit <laughs> of a tussle. Would. Yeah, they have a bit of a tussle. He get... Jeremy gets some blows in, 
with his knife, but then uh, Quinn blames it on him, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he runs out the house shouting murderer. And, and Quinn is a respected member of the community. He's one of the an original three people to get to the island. He helped establish the community. His word means a lot. And you can see that in Jeremy's face as he decides to scarper <laughs> instead of say, no, nah, it wasn't a murderer, it was him. Yeah. And have a trial like normal people would. But uh, Although, to be fair, I can't say I wouldn't run either. No, I think I'd scarper. Yeah, he legs it into the arms of Andrea, who has taken Thomas to a crop field that is all toxic and dying. Uh, And, well, basically he gets caught up with it, doesn't he? And he gets... Yeah, they catch up with him, drag him back. This is is a good bit. I was going to say, you want to take the gore? Yeah, I like this bit. Sound the alarm, Quinn says. Like, that's clearly that guy's job as well, just to stand on top of that tower. He's just stood there the all day. Yeah. Ringing, like, his job is to ring the bell, Malcolm, just to cut his hand and talk shit. Yeah. So, oh, they bring the heathen stand out. This is the uh, the torture device. Well, I don't know if it's a torture device, actually. It's just a murder weapon, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's a roundabout sick way of... Uh, uh, carrying out capital punishment. Basically, yeah, it's a uh, it's a table. You get strapped to it. They crush your skull with a winch, and then there's a massive drill behind your head. Yeah, and it you slowly... crush your skull to the point where you you're alive, but it hurts a lot. Yes, and then it just just keeps digging right into your head. Yeah, oh. it does. The drill from the top into the top of the head, but. As a little bonus at the end, you do get a nice petal. You get a petal in your head, yeah. Yeah, uh, and that's the purifying the yes. petal. And so, uh, uh, something I noticed, which I'm quite proud of. Right. Because I noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was on the film, so I should have noticed it. But in the beginning of the film, when Thomas is in the carriage reading the letter from his sister, he has in his hand the exact same type of petal that signifies the purity so it's a little bit of foreshadowing now again. That word I googled. <laughs> Come in handy, that word. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm going to Google some more for next time. Well, I tried to uh, find out if the heathen stand was actually a real thing, but it wasn't. Ooh, wow. I was ready for some weird, morbid excitement then. Uh, it's not a real thing, which is a shame. I think it was just made up. But I've got a couple. I've got I've got three interesting ones here. That All right, might be quite good. All right, have on me. Not you, literally. I'm... Well, have you I'm... ever heard of the uh, Judas Cradle? No. So it's kind of like being impaled, right? But uh, you sit on a pyramid-shaped cradle, uh... and then you force down on it by ropes. Uh huh. Uh, it goes in your orifice. Let's just say that. Yeah. Over a very long period of time, uh, you've got to be naked when it happens. And yeah. Well, that's to add to the humiliation. Yeah. Say so your jeans are probably going to save you. So yeah, you basically just get stretched over this big triangle thing. That's that's pretty horrific. Uh, are you say, if it doesn't I kill see in you, your eyes, you might be saving the best till last. Well. I've got, I've got, I haven't, I've got three here. Uh, oh no, let's go with a Spanish donkey. You heard of that? <laughs> no, but it sounds way more fun than I think it's going to so, be. From the Spanish Inquisition, this is probably one of the most gruesome of them all. 
The victim is put astride naked on a donkey-like apparatus, which is actually a vertical wooden board with a shape V wedge on top. After that, the torture would add varying weights to the victim's feet until finally the wedge sliced through the victim's body. Also through that orifice again. Yeah, they're, they're a little bit obsessed with them. Why don't they just, you know... Straight if for this the is just to kill people... Yeah, yeah, I think it's part humiliation, part killing them, isn't it? Well, all right. I mean, I'm usually humiliated when I just mess up my words on the beginning intro of a podcast. Well, yeah, but at least we're not sat on the old Judas cradle. Nope. So, there you go. Yeah, I'm done with that. <laughs> I, was waiting, I was waiting for another one. I, was no, like, I think uh, I'll just leave more? it on the two that go up the no. butt. Yeah, well, <laughs> why change the habit of a lifetime? Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> there is a purification, is what it's called, purification, where they drill a hole in his head, put the flower in, because, you know, that makes everything better. Uh, and Quinn makes it obvious he's trying to take over the community. Frank comes back and is like, Oi, boy, what are you doing? Yeah. That's my son. Oh, yeah, he was not happy. Frank is Jeremy's dad. Yeah. He's a, a pissed off. Uh, there is commotion as Quinn tries to challenge Malcolm for leadership of the community and Thomas does a lovely little swift drop to the ground and spear through the face of the guy that is great him. yeah that is a good part of that that's yeah, nice right through aim. the cheek they did not do that in Downton Abbey you didn't get it from there yeah but no that was good spike through the face uh, yeah and uh, Thomas what? legs it off to the shack that he saw earlier yeah but what let that part down was the fact that he kicked the gate open and didn't hop over it nicely yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I know what you mean. Open. That yeah. slowed him down. He could have just jumped off for it, over it, and he would have, he would have been out of there. It, yeah, they can't all train in the hot fuzz camp. That's true. Uh, but uh, yeah, I get what you mean. Would have been more impressive and quicker. But he he runs off. He gets to the shack, and Frank, who ran off there first with a gun. To kill the goddess to end it all, because his son's just died, and he and he was trying to escape originally. Anyway, he was planning to take Jeremy and and leave the island. So yeah, they had a boat ready, didn't they? they yeah, he did. In. Yeah, uh, but the the what was it called? The grinder. The grinder. The grinder. Grinder. Uh, man, the grinder means a different thing these days. If you are going out to some clubs, yeah, that's for the grinder. Don't do it. Or we'll do it. Whatever you want. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Quinn is chasing down as well, but Frank has gone to kill the goddess and he gets killed by the grinder, unfortunately. He gets shot, walks out, sees Thomas, and he says, burn it all to the ground. So Thomas, a bit worried about being seen by the grinder, scarpers off around the corner, dips down into a bit of... A well, he finds that hole, slot. doesn't he? Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know how he found that hole, because it's covered in fern. Uh, I think he read it in the script. <laughs> I mean, he probably did read this, yeah, I mean, but he, he shimmy down there know. sharpish. Yeah, he did. He, it's like he knew it was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> but he, he does find his sister. In a bag, hanging up. Yeah. Uh, but not before he sees her... The her, I say, is in the goddess, because they keep calling her her. She doesn't seem to have a name. No, I think she is prisoner. just called... Her. She is just called her. Okay. Played well, by Sharon Morgan. 
Well, I think that was a fun call from the agent. Got, got a part for you. Yeah. Is it glamorous? <laughs> sure. So you're playing um, her. Her? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Twig woman. Who's that? Cat's mother. <laughs> anyway, he sees the, the grinder feeding... Grinder. Her. <laughs> guts of rabbits just to sustain her because... Yeah, she's and we've got quite time. far into the podcast without mentioning that feeding her, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> feeding her uh, helps the crops grow. Yes, she and, is. And, and got... the assumption you've already seen this—it doesn't matter. We haven't mentioned it. Yeah, but still, I'm a bit embarrassed. Well, humiliated, not just... like a Spanish donkey humiliated, but still. <laughs> Get that Judas cradle out, whatever it's called. <laughs> Jimmy's Jimmy's straight. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so she she is. She's connected. Connected to the island. She's the deity of the island. She needs to be... I don't know if she needs to be fed blood, does she? They just feed it. Yeah. Uh, and it's not Well, Quinn it. mentions later on that they imprisoned her. It was his idea to imprison her and force feed her to have good food. But Yes. Uh, good crops, sorry. But <laughs> the more they fed her different blood, the less it worked. Yeah. And uh, Quinn's idea, why he wants to take over, is he knows it takes human sacrifice to really... Yes. Get things going to the point where they can sustain themselves as a community. Me, personally, I would have gone to another island and started another community. I mean, is it easy to do that? To go to another island? To go to an island, even, and start a community? They actually crash-landed on the island, didn't they? Yeah, they're running away. On a ship called the Exodus, I think, which is another religious... Yes. I think they were running away because of their beliefs, aren't they? They're being hunted. Yeah, they're being uh, driven out by king and country. Yeah. Where are we, anyway? Oh, yeah, he finds Jennifer. Jennifer's in a bag. Yeah. Grinder comes and knocks him on the bonds. Knocks he? him on a bonds. Yeah, he does, yeah. Quinn's, Quinn spots it, but he gets in his cart and then uh, he's off. Yeah, because he takes Jennifer. Yes. He takes Jennifer. Yes. And uh, and then there's a fight. And this is another bit of gore scene, so I'm going to let you... You seem to like the gore bits. Well, I don't blame nice you. Bit. You got it. Nice I could even tell you what time it uh, it, it happens if you want to uh, skip to that part of the episode. It's uh, one hour and fifty-two minutes. Yep, and uh, it's a fight between Thomas and the Grinder. Yes. So Tom is hooked up by his arms and his legs with some uh, hooks on wire and the grinder is slowly cranking him up and pulling him onto uh to this table and at the end of it it's basically a meat grinder isn't it that's why they call him the grinder it is and it looks sticky looks and horrible. wet well uh, yeah he's not washed it there's no um no it's not no it's not really uh he's not hygienic. making he's not yeah he's not making port mints out of it or anything so he, he keeps on cranking him and he gets his hand caught in it doesn't he that's it his hand's gone yeah, uh, half his fingers or half something. His fingers He's got an index and a thumb left. Yeah, but he manages to uh, wiggle out, hooks the grinder in the side of the face with one of them, starts cranking the old grinder up again with his uh, with his good hand. Yeah. But then uh, he just scarpers, I think, in the end. He doesn't, doesn't actually get to kill the grinder, does he? He's he's still there. He's still lying on the. the Is thing. he? He don't go through. He don't go through the uh, the teeth. Ah. Uh... I think he passes out. Yeah, I think he just I know out. he, um, yeah, he, the, he's going to grind the grinder. Yeah, he's trying to grind the grinder. And then the grinder grabs him. Yeah. And then he knocks a lever and something happens and is the grinder knocked out? Yes, he kills? is. Yeah, he is. Okay. 
I don't know why I can't remember that. I watched that bit last night. This uh, is where we get back to Quinn now. He's got Jennifer and Andrea, isn't he? Yeah, with Andrew's a nice little mug. plan for himself. Huh? With a nice little plan for himself. <coughs> of the island. Yeah, he's done all right. So he's trying to... He's got... Yeah, he's got Jennifer and Andrea imprisoned. Uh, and he, he tells them, basically, you're here so I can have sex with you. Yeah. You can have babies born mangled and dead. And then I can feed them as my human sacrifice to the goddess... And all will be well with the world, apart from the horrible imprisonment, rape, and abuse of two women. He's not a well man, I think, is what I'm going to say at this point. He's obviously lost it. Yeah, he's got a bit crackers, hasn't he? He's got yeah. a bit mental. I mean, he's lost a lot of blood, hasn't he? <laughs> he's yeah, got, well, he got a bit of a neck cut from Jeremy. He's got a bit of a neck cut from Jeremy. Uh, he's, he's been stabbed a couple of times, I think, by Jeremy as well. He's lost a lot of blood. Yeah, that's not. I'm not on his side. Well, I think he probably had this plan before. But I mean, this. I he says to Jeremy just before Jeremy dies, "I wanted this." Yes, he does. He whispers it to him. Yeah. Uh, so we know yeah. that it's actually been his since he found out that Fionn was pregnant. I think it's been in his mind. I can use this to gain control of the community. Get rid of her. Blame it on Jeremy. Get rid of Jeremy. Piss off Frank. Frank or flip. And 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 I think this whole keeping some women captive. To just basically keep giving him mangled yeah. children to yeah. feed to a goddess was part of his plan. So he's he's not the pillar of the community no, that he makes himself he was, out no. to be. No. And then I think we go to Thomas, who was just walking away from the grinder, who was either dead or knocked out. We can't remember. I think he's dead. I think he's dead. Let's say he's dead. Alright. I'm sure he's dead. And he goes as this weird moment. He with has the a goddess. Weird moment. Yes, he does, yeah. And she puts her hands on his head. It's a flashback, isn't it? Yeah, shows him a flashback of her being imprisoned and Frank and Quinn uh, and Malcolm, sorry, finding her on the island. And then Thomas burns her to death. Yeah. But they bond. He, they've, they've bonded done a something. little bit. Because she touched his head. She's touching his head. She had a weird saying... eye thing going on, which in films always means... Yeah. We're bonding somehow. Yes, I am passing my spirit or essence onto you. Yeah. You are now my son. You are now the the keeper of this island. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I didn't really want it. So I'm going to burn you. It's Don't. worse than a pair of socks at Christmas, that gift, isn't it, really? It is. I just couldn't be doing with it because it's a gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? Like, I don't want it. I'm going to have to keep doing things. Yeah. So like if someone gives you a does pet. I mean he's going to be the one who has to be fed blood? Yeah. Anyway, he sets her on fire either way. Boom. To be honest, you give me that as a gift, I'm setting you on fire as well. <laughs> and uh, so Thomas uh, turns up just as Quinn's leaving the room. He's got Andrea and Jennifer in and stabs him as he walks in. And then there is a fight between yeah. the two women, Thomas and Quinn. <laughs> yeah, he stabs him in the he stabs him right in the chest, doesn't he? Yeah. And then the uh, I can't I can't remember which one it was. It's either Jennifer or Andrew are grabbing around the neck with a bit of uh, cord or something, pull him, pull him by the neck, 
Thomas is holding on to it, slits him in half. Beautiful. Yeah, proper draws him down from chest to crotch, so right down the middle. They're must be a couple of strong girls there to do that. Quinn was a big man. He was a big man. But he had also lost a lot of blood. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's and just weak. been stabbed in the chest. He was, uh, I mean, it was his own fault. He wasn't having the best day. Nah, I mean, he got to wear those nice robes. Yeah, for you know. Sound the alarm. Yep. And that guy was like, finally, something yes, to do. I've been stood up, I stand up here 24 hours a day for this alarm, and I have to use it once every six months. <laughs> He'd had a good week because some new guys turned up. <laughs> he got to ring the bell for the newcomers and for the purification. That was a, a banging week for him. His diary is full of decent <laughs> decent stories that week. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, they, they all, it's, it's the end of the film, nearly. They all... Run Tom's off. not in a good state, is he? He's no. A bit, he's a bit oh yeah, Quinn got up, some shots in. Yeah, he got stabbed through the side four or five times. Yeah, and they're all running as the whole place is uh, burning. It's on fire. Somehow it spread to the whole village. Well, it spread to the whole village because she's on fire. She's part of the island. Yeah, so she's burning it all down. I think. That's and put it down it. to the supernatural. I think during yeah, the I horror so. podcast, we may have to look past some things that might not quite be realistic. Yeah. I think that's it. I think that's what they were getting at. With yeah, that yeah, one. yeah. Uh, I'll keep myself in check for that. <laughs> the notes. Unrealistic. What is this documentary? And why is it called The Exorcist? Uh, anyway. Oh, I've missed a bit that peed me off. Oh, go on then. Yeah, let's hear it. Quinn. Sorry, Malcolm turns up to challenge Quinn outside the shack. And Quinn decides... To use a shotgun to try and, and hit the grinder and misses and then Malcolm goes, Oh, lay off. Yeah, stop it. Stop going a bit mental. Yeah, leave him alone. So Quinn turns around and decides to shoot Malcolm. And uh this is another thing in horror films like I I understand there are tropes. Things happen, people run up staircases when they should be running out front doors. Ridiculous, let's not even get started on that. People are not checking the back of the car when the killer's quite obviously in the back. Yeah. Just but this one it's not even the trope that annoys me, it's that it was done badly. So, <laughs> Quinn's what? Six or seven foot away from Malcolm with a shotgun loaded aimed at him and he blows him away. I'm glad you said away at the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, have been a, that's different a different film. podcast. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the porn house. <laughs> he gets, there's a camera shot to show, oh look, he didn't get shot badly, it was just in the shoulder. And then Malcolm falls down a hole. And usually, you're like, and that person I tried to kill, I might make sure he's dead. But no, Quinn just does a glance down the hole and goes, he's on the floor, that'll do. Yeah. And walks away. And that's annoying for it itself. But it's annoying because I know Malcolm's coming back. And he does. <laughs> I'll, get back, I'll get back to that <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> but, uh, I just wanted to point out that before the, the ending. Because if someone is fake killed in a horror film and comes back I want payoff yeah the trope is there but it's fine just make it pay off anyway we'll move on and, and we'll because it's near the end anyway well we're at that bit now with me are we yeah Jennifer and Andrea they flee to the boat Thomas can't go he's he's hobbling behind yeah he's and struggling this is the bit that... blood loss yeah alright so everyone gets to the boat they get on the boat and start to leave and a cliff lace Cliff face, a cliff face blows up and blood and fire come out. Yeah, that was a nice touch. Want to get nice that touch. in there? Yeah. And uh, as the uh, the goddess is obviously dead, and since she has died, 
and Thomas is about to die. Malcolm turns up. And this is the payoff for the badly done trope, is he... Uh, Thomas bleeds a little bit on the floor and a seedling grows, signifying he is now the keeper of the island, essentially. Yeah. Um, Malcolm has returned from the, air quotes, dead, to smile at him and nod. As in, look at that. You just grew a seedling with blood. Yeah. And then uh, Thomas lays down, dies. Well, he gets consumed, doesn't he, by the, the vegetation that's yes, growing he, he around him. Have. So he's becoming, he is now becoming the island, like her. Yeah, it's him now. <laughs> it's him now, yeah. Cat's father. So I'm assuming that Michael uh, Malcolm is, is just going to stay there and, and serve carry, him now. Carry on doing what he was doing. Maybe start another is. community. Still not enough of a payoff for me. Not really. It wasn't the greatest ending. But, um, well, the, yeah, it was all right as an ending. I meant the Malcolm being... Uh, would you rather shot. him be dead? Malcolm. I would either rather him be dead or I would have rather the fight scene where Quinn was killed. I would rather him turn up. Like, if you're going to... It's a horror film. You can let your imagination go crazy. Don't yeah. shoot him in the shoulder. Shoot him in the stomach and then have him return with stuff spilling out his stomach, holding it in, in a yeah, massive yeah. R- supernatural rage to kill the person yeah. who is responsible for it all. Yeah. But no, he just nodded and I was like, oh yeah, a bit of blood there. Well, there you go. That was the apostle. That was apostle. Anything particularly you, you want to talk about in terms of, I mean, that was plot that we ran down. Yeah, basically, wasn't it? Yeah. Chucked some stuff in there. Yeah. Talked about our feelings about it. You got anything else you want to mention to no. do any of it? No, I don't think so. It was, it was an all right film. It was all right, yeah. Like I, uh, I said, it was too long. They could have cut it down to an hour and a half. Yeah, it was. A, it would have been a better film, more condensed. Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't tell you what they could have cut, because I'm not a filmmaker, I'm just a fan. It's not my job. <laughs> That's true, yeah. You get, <laughs> uh, get paid for uh, that. I have a couple of bits I would like to oh, okay. jam in at the end. There is uh, obviously some brilliant cinematic shots throughout the film. Including the first shot of a lake where the, the he's on his way to see his sister. That uh, straight away says to me it's a well-made film. And it was a well-made film. Well, it was all filmed in uh, Neathport Talbot in Wales. Oh, right, okay. So, well, there's a nice lake there then, everyone. You could go and visit. Cause yeah, Margam Park, I think it's called. Probably pronounced that wrong, but... You've done more research than me. <laughs> well... Or different research to me. Just different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I did a bit of Googling myself here, Jimmy. Okay. The place is called Erisden. Yes. Oh, I thought it was Erisden. Erisden. Well, it's spelt the same either way, right? Right, okay. Because it's an anagram of deniers. Is it really? It is. Okay, that's very interesting. Obviously, it's called Apostle. Yep. And Thomas is uh, the Jesus-like character. He also, on the trip there, there's a lamb that falls into the (laughs) ship, yeah? Yeah. Well, when when me and Nat watched it for the first time, she thought it was a duck. All right, Nat is the lead singer of Headstone Horrors, by the way, everyone, and uh, Jimmy's lady friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to put that on the podcast. <laughs> uh, anyway, the lamb was what it was. Clearly <laughs> not a duck. Clearly not, not a duck. duck. No, because it's a or bear, actually, not I'll quack. You, I'll tell you exactly her words when it when it fell out of the back. She went, "Oh, f- a duck." Okay, and I thought the only thing. Oh damn, a lamb! (laughs) And I thought the only thing that I'm going to write down about researching this film was that. 
Jesus holding a lamb is an image used a lot in Christianity. Uh, but now I am actually done. <laughs> That's it now. I have nothing else. Well, there you go. Yep. This has gone on longer than I thought, and we're not done. Right. What's the last bit, then? The next section is called Master of the Macabre. Who are you thinking? Should I say what it is first? Yeah, maybe. The, the yeah. Master yeah. of the Macabre. Yeah, good help. Is... Uh, who's putting the best performance in this film? Who we think deserves the honour of the Madhouse podcast Master of the Macabre for Apostle. Uh, my, well, I'm going with Dan Stevens, the lead. Okay, I was going with Michael Sheen. Yeah, I knew a second in mine. I thought you were going to say <laughs> Michael Sheen. I don't know. I like Sheen though. I think he's a good actor. I think it's one of his. He doesn't do. Uh... Horror films. I think it was one of his first horror films he's done. Yeah, it was for Dan Stevens as well. But then I guess Michael Sheen. Michael. I don't know. Because I was about to say Michael Sheen's character is deep. He, he really wants to do the right thing and it hurts him doing the wrong thing, but he does yeah. do the wrong thing a lot yeah. to get what he wants. Yeah. But then there's that conflict of character in, in Thomas as well. Because Thomas wants to do the right thing despite he's lost his faith. He's still he's going there to save his sister. Yeah. And he was a lost cause at the beginning of the film. He's got yes. long hair, his beard, he's it's obviously an addict. Yes. Still don't know what that green gets, stuff was. He gets redemption. I think it was heroin or something like that. Some, I, I don't know enough about drugs in nineteen I mean drugs at all. <laughs> Not just nineteen oh five. excuse me. Right, let's give it to Dan Stevens then, I'm saying. Really? Yeah, why not? Yeah. He had his hand mangled. He went to get his sister. She escaped. He's now part of the island. He scared me as well in in his character. He scared you. Yeah, not not in a horror film scary way, but he, he he's dark. See it in his eyes. He's yeah. Ready to, he's ready to do what Michael Sheen's kind of pussyfooting around doing what he needs to Great be Great beard, though. Oh, yeah, damn good beard. Shit haircut. But made up for it with a the beard. There you go. Dan Stevens didn't have a beard. <laughs> Uh, next we have our rating system the Madhouse Podcast's own rating system it's five star rating system and we have five points that we think every horror film should get right and they are tension and suspense gore visual effects cinematography performance and the film score slash sound effects uh, and, and the way it's going to be done is you don't get the gore star for just having a load of gore you get the gore staff for doing the gore right for the film you're trying to make. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah? Yeah. Because then this... this I mean, it's got some gore, but compared to some zombie films... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to score well. So, well, let's just go down each one and decide yeah. if we think it deserves a star. So okay. tension and suspense. I think I think that's got to give it a star for that, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I've got it's it down as definitely having a star. It's a slow... So slow, it builds the tension through the first hour, doesn't it? Yeah, and also each the 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 scenes that are tense, they build up really well. Yeah. So the night scene where he sneaks out to have his recce, we talked about. Yeah. That builds up really well with the score. Yeah. The church meeting where they were reciting the holy book and it was getting towards him, and we didn't know that someone else was going to jump in and save him. Yep. Uh, and I've got written down here the island vein chase, <laughs> which is just the rather of blood. Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's got one. Gore and visual effects. I think they were very good. I, I thought there was just 
the right amount for this film. This is not a torture porn film. No, it isn't. No. The purification is the worst. Yes. With a hole in the head. Big hole in the head. But if it was torture porn, they would have shown it. That's true. They didn't show the actual drilling in. No. They showed it from an angle where you couldn't see, and then you saw the after effect. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was done really well for the film. Yeah. Because I think it would have cheapened it to just go for that cheap. It wasn't that type of film, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cinematography. Beautifully shot, I think. Yep. Very nice. Not a not a cameraman. No, yeah, I liked the I liked the camera work. It was great. Yeah. Uh, decent shots, decent scenery shots. Yeah. And uh, tracking shots, performance. I don't think there was a bad person in this film. They all did very well. Yeah. Dan Stevens, dark character, but ultimately trying to be good. Michael Sheen trying to be good, struggling with being a bad guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was in the end. Yeah. He's kidnapped someone, and, and as much as I like the character, I, you know. Yeah. He's a bit of an arse, really. A little bit. Yeah. In his actions. Yeah. So, Dan Stevens, I guess, actually, conflicting. Dan Stevens had the. He talked the talk as someone who was a bad guy. You don't want to like me. I've been through some stuff. But then his actions redeemed him. Yeah. Michael Sheen was the other way around. Kept saying, I'm holy and amazing. But the things he actually did were, were not. Yeah. Uh, I loved the film's score and the sound effects, which actually went hand in hand. Yeah, same, yeah, very good. There's, yeah. A, there's a machine, I think it's called the Horror Machine, and I'm pretty sure they use that for the sound effects. Okay. I can't remember what it's actually called, I'll have to bring that up some other time. Yeah. But according to that, that's five stars out of five. But we have the ability at the end to take stars off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for points. It, like If we come up with a point that we think is detrimental to the film, yeah. it can lose a star. And right. for me, that is the length of the film. Yes, too long. Yeah. Definitely too long. I'd take one off for that. Yeah. So is there anything else you would think of, or do we have a four out of five film? No. In my head, it's a three and a half out of five. I'd give it a three and a half. But I can't take the other half point from anywhere. Just, I mean, I mean, it was pretty much a rip-off of Wicker Man, if we want to take half a point off. Do you think? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so so should we, are we giving it a three and a half? Let's give it I think as hosts we have the ability yeah. to, to decide an actual score. Yeah. So uh, three and a half for our first ever film. So this next part is the reveal of the next episode, what film we're going to be doing on the Madhouse podcast. Jimmy chose this one, Apostle. Thanks for that. Very long. It was very long, very (laughs) gruelling. We Uh, got there. I had watched this film before I chose my next one. So I'm not going to say (laughs) lighthearted because it's a horror (laughs) film, but I chose one that I, uh, it's shorter it's got an 87 minute runtime, and you do not know what this is. No, right? no. So uh, I'm going to do a little thing, and I'm going to read out the IMDb description of the film and see if you can tell what I've chosen. Right, okay, okay let's go. A single mother gives her son a much sought-after doll for his birthday, only to discover that it is possessed by the soul of a serial killer. But it's child's play, isn't it? It is child's <laughs> yeah, play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well done. Yes! Child's play. Yes, it's going to be excited. our next episode. Uh, yes. I don't know if I've seen this one. I've definitely seen some films with Chucky in it. Well, I'm excited. I will know within the first five minutes. But yeah, shorter film. What's that? Hour and, less than an hour and 40. Well, that's hour 27, isn't it? Run time. Yeah, hour 27. I'm excited. I'm, yes, I'm ready is. for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course it is. Charles yeah. Play, great series. I'm ready for it. Yeah, and uh, no doubt after that we'll go on to the next <laughs> Charles played two one day. 
and I think there's about seven of them now. Actually, you know what? I was I I looked at this to see if it would be a good choice. I liked it. But when I uh, googled Child's Play to get a bit of information about it, it said it came up Child's Play 2019. So maybe there's another one coming. Anyway, I think that's it. The next segment in the future will be listener mail. <laughs> we have a we have a, no time for that now anyway, even if we did have any. But if you want to get in touch with us, email us at themadhousepodcast at outlook.com for now. That will change in the future, but it won't matter which email you message. Uh, and I think that's it for the day. Excellent. Nice one. That's been brilliant. Thank you for joining us on Thank the Madhouse you. Podcast. Don't forget to join us on Facebook. Search for the Madhouse Podcast on Instagram. Check us out at the Madhouse Podcast. And don't forget to email us with any film recommendations, anything you want to let us know. Just tell us to do a shorter episode because this is insane. <laughs> at the Madhouse Podcast at Outlook.com. We'll see you next time on the Madhouse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.